Welcome to the Mom on Purpose podcast. I'm Laura Johnson, and I'm here to teach you how to get out of your funk, be in a better mood, play more with your kids, manage your home better, get your to-do list done, and live your life on purpose. With my proven method, this is possible for you, and I'll show you how. You're not alone anymore. We're in this together. Hello, welcome into this beautiful space where we can talk about all things spiritual, sacred, physical, mental, all the fun things. Today, I wanted to take uh, this episode and talk about something on the spiritual side. Um, It's something that has been on my heart and my mind for a little bit, and I wondered if it was on yours as well. Because I feel like as I'm planning these, I'm always thinking about you and what you need. And I hope that this will resonate with you. Um, because as I've thought about it, um, it kind of came from, um, I was sitting in church and <laughs> listening, um, to some of the speakers. And at one point I could feel my body very activated and, I must have had some look on my face because my husband looked over at me and asked me if I needed to step out (laughs) because I was activated. (laughs) Um, And so I I share that just to kind of bring some (laughs) that sometimes when we're sitting there and we feel the activation of our body, those are invitations, I believe, from God to explore something a little bit deeper. And that is on the topic of forgiveness. And this is where I know that I have different experiences um, that have helped shape my beliefs on forgiveness. And I want to share those with you today because it's something that I've seen in my clients, um, in family members, in myself, where we're going through hard things right now. And it's important for us to take some of these things like our beliefs about forgiveness and put them out on a platter and really see if they're working for us or if they are currently working against us. And I'll explain what that means in just a little bit. Um, but what, uh, just a little bit of background before we dive into this, um, so that you understand where I'm coming from as I talk about this is when I was a child, um, I was sexually abused when I was about eight or nine years old. Um, I grew up in a very Christian home in a very Christian culture. And there were often things that were said at church in my culture, um, not necessarily from my parents. Um, my parents knew about it. That's a whole different other story. Um, but they were, you know, very supportive, but this was all happening internally that I didn't really talk about. Uh, but some of the things that were always said was everything happens for a reason. You should forgive other people so you can be forgiven of your sins. Um, forgiveness is not for the other person. It's for you. But even outside of that, um, it just outside of like the Christian culture, it's like, don't let anger eat away at you. Anger is toxic. It can be all consuming. And so it was really confusing as I was growing up and I could feel some of what was happening underneath, but I couldn't quite put it to words. And then I was having some of the the things that my culture within the Christian community were saying that really didn't jive with me and my experience. So as we are working towards our dreams and our purpose, at some point you will face some obstacle in your journey that 
will require forgiveness or be an invitation for you to forgive and to learn deeper about it. I truly believe that this will be part of your journey at some point if it hasn't already. And I will tell you that these micro steps that I'm going to talk about with forgiveness will be very influential for you in your life so that you can continue to work towards your purpose and not get held back by something that's so consuming, um, some kind of trial or obstacle or um, something that some offense that someone has done towards you or someone that you love. Um, And so that's why I really wanted to take a moment to talk about this. So if it hasn't happened yet, or if you're not in the middle of it, just bookmark this and keep it in the back of your mind, or this will help give you greater perspective on somebody that you love that might also be faced with needing to forgive. So let's start with this episode is for you is if you know you quote unquote should forgive, but you don't want to. That's a legitimate thing. (laughs) We'll talk about it. I also know this episode is for you is if you're legit angry, if you're really confused, you're worried about some kind of outcome and you feel completely consumed about whatever this thing is in your thoughts and it's exhausting to you. Uh, You'll also know that this episode is for you is if you've thought you've moved past it, but something will happen in your life and it feels like it's brand new, completely fresh. It's at the surface of your mind and it all comes up over again. And you've wondered if you just moved backwards in your healing journey, or if you try to positive think about different scenarios and kind of like think your way out of it, um, like offering yourself different perspectives and, um, a bunch of positive sounding thoughts to work through it. And then the last thing is you'll know this episode is for you is if you see someone else struggling to forgive and you have the desire to offer them different thoughts so they can work through it. And instead of them welcoming, welcoming those thoughts in, they actually get mad or they reject those thoughts. And they may even express to you like, why can't you support me in this? Can't you understand how much I'm really struggling? And in the back of your mind, you're thinking I was just trying to help. So that's where you'll know that this episode is for you because we're going to talk about these things. So just a a brief history on my journey, like I mentioned. So this has been a 30-year journey, so I hope what I share with you will save you some time (laughs) so you don't have to spend 30 years (laughs) exploring this. Um, But I was about eight or nine-ish when I was molested by an uncle, like an in-law uncle. And that was really hard, I felt like, at that point, um, my entire life shifted, like who I was shifted. And I then became very high anxiety, very panicky. Um, my teenage years were very challenging as I was starting to hear this Christian culture and, and almost internalizing it on a deeper level as I was getting older. And I remember at one point talking to a church, a church teacher, uh, And I remember explaining like how much I was struggling to forgive. And I felt like I couldn't be forgiven of my sins because I couldn't forgive for this very horrendous thing that happened to me. And I really appreciated what he told me. He said, what you're expecting is perfection. You are expecting to be perfect like the savior right now as a teenager, but 
there's no point in our lives that we're going to be perfect in in any aspect and any commandment and that we have our whole lives and beyond to work through that. So that was my first little release on like, okay, I can give myself like I can release the timeline that I should have done this already. And so I was grateful for that. So then I felt like I kind of haphazardly stitched that wound (laughs) and continued on. I was about uh, 21 years old when I served a mission for my church. And at this point, it, it felt like things would happen or people would say stuff where it almost felt like this haphazardly stitched wound would get poked. You know, it was kind of oozing a little bit and it was super painful. Now, it, that's, it's a totally different story for another day, but I do feel like by the grace of God, that wound was cut wide open and it was gaping. And by the grace of God, I was able to truly heal it. And I am so thankful for that experience, but it left a lot. It left almost like a hole in me where I I had been living off of anger for so long. And I finally gave way just a little bit for charity. I felt like I really was instilled with a lot of charity and that pure love of Christ and loving other people. And that's when I really found that I loved to be around other people and to serve them. So as I continued on later on, I started having kids and this, uh, surfaced again in a very big way, um, because I was legitimately mad that some adult could harm a child and that I felt like I needed to stay on guard and always be protecting my children. And the anger was actually fueling that protection. It was actually keeping my kids safe is how I thought about it. And so to think about releasing that or to forgive, I, I, I couldn't even fathom that because I thought it would leave my children vulnerable for a predator to harm them. And I, any of my family members can tell you I was always on guard and that going anywhere, it was a very painful process for me. Even visiting extended family members in different states, I was always on guard. And so at this point, that's where I started, you know, entering the, it just happened to be, I was entering the the life coaching industry and, and the trainer for me, she really gave me permission. She's like, you can be mad as long as you want. You can be angry about this. You have permission to feel it for however long you want. And it was so fascinating because the second she said that it was like, yeah, I am angry about it. And I choose to be angry about it. And within a very short time after that, I realized, okay, I think I'm ready to let go of the anger and to start thinking about keeping my kids safe from other emotions, um, an emotion of like nurturing or determination or protection versus anger. And so I was able to then also shift from like victim mentality to survivor mentality. And I knew no matter what, I would be able to help my kids through anything And that was my first journey, you know, in adult years, or I guess more seasoned adult years where I was able to start taking those steps towards forgiveness. And what I noticed was that I never really felt like I could stand and say, yes, I've forgiven this person. But what did happen was I started thinking about it less and less, and then my body started feeling less activated. And then I could mostly talk about it without feeling huge activation. And then I started to understand the, the 
horrible behaviors that can happen and what can be happening in someone's mind to where they're very sick mentally, where some of these things can happen. And then I realized I will always hate such vile acts, you know, and such vile behavior. I will always hate it. And I choose to always hate it. But that for me is where I'm at in my forgiveness journey and where I'm walking with God um, at all times so that I can truly start feeling that deep inner healing that will last for a lifetime. And that's where I I want to pick up um, to share, you know, where, wherever you might be at. I've heard so many different scenarios at this point from comments from sister-in-laws to comments from a mother-in-law to um, being mad at God for having a life that you were not expecting and, and some really hard challenges that you're going through to feeling betrayed by a friend or your husband or your partner. And I mean, there are a million different scenarios to where you would need to forgive. Now I shared a very big example, but it can literally be anything. You have the opportunity to go through this forgiveness journey. So no matter what it is, don't lessen it because you're comparing your offense to so not yours, but like what's happened to you to someone else. It's the same journey and it's the same betrayal and sadness and anger regardless of what happened. So really give yourself permission to be mad about whatever it is that has happened to you. And with that, that's where I want to outline seven, what I call micro steps, um, that no one talks about with forgiveness. And as I talk about these things, just be keeping in mind on which ones resonate with you and where you can feel your body almost like jolt, like, Oh yeah, that one, that one feels real. (laughs) Okay. Your body will tell you exactly where you're at in the process. And again, these are not the things you're going to be learning in Sunday school. Okay. Um, but it is the things I wish they would teach in Sunday school and that we could maybe make this more of a normal conversation instead of going straight from this horrible thing happened to I'm going to forgive and forget. So the first one is choosing to be angry and choosing not to forgive. And this, I think, of course, is not talked about um, because we don't really have a culture that allows for anger, especially for women. Um, We have been raised that we should be kind and thoughtful and uh, that people are doing the best they can and all good things. And you have every right to feel angry about things that happen to you. And anger is an emotion that you will feel at times. And I I tell my clients this all the time. It's like, we look at the savior as the perfect example of who we want to emulate. And we have a story of him throwing a freaking table. Okay. (laughs) So it's okay to be mad and to process that emotion. I don't recommend you going into your uh, dining room and throwing your table, but maybe you want to, (laughs) okay? I'm going to leave that up to you. But just recognize that you can choose to be angry and choose not to forgive, and that's okay. The second one is letting God carry whatever this is because you can't fathom forgiving. 
And this was a big one for me because there were times in my mind where I had equated forgiveness with, with it being an okay thing that happened. And it was very trippy in my mind because I thought if I forgive, if I forgave, then I was okay that that thing happened. And I choose not to be okay with that. So then I had to get to the spot where I literally would imagine me like holding this in my hands, like whatever it was, you know, in this situation, it was the abuse of my childhood and like handing it to God and saying, I can't carry this right now. I need you to hold it for me. And it was a very deliberate thing that I would pass back. And there were times where I'd say, okay, I think I'm ready to hold it. Sometimes I'd only hold it for about five seconds before I would pass it back. And that's okay. That is part of the forgiveness journey. That is a critical step. And he is there willing to hold that for you. Um, Step three, micro step three is letting go of the shame that you haven't forgiven yet. And you'll know that you're feeling this if you are sitting in a Sunday school lesson or you're reading your scriptures or somebody's talking about forgiveness, you read a post on social media and immediately you start explaining to that person why you haven't forgiven yet. Like, no, I'm still in the middle of this. No, this person is still harming me. No, this it's bigger than, than what you're talking about. And you're making those arguments in your head. If that's happening, you know that there's some kind of underlying shame that you feel like you should have been done already. I want you to release that because again, this is not, uh, there's no timeline to this process. Every timeline is okay. All right. Step four is giving yourself permission to always hate the behavior, whatever the thing is that happened. Um, or whatever the scenario is happening with your life. If your child has cancer, you may always be mad that your child had to go through that. And that's okay. You can be mad about that. Um, the next one, number five is taking breaks from the process. And I think I've talked about this in the past when we've discussed goals. So in music, I used to play the French horn. Um, there were always these little marks. They look like apostrophes in the music. Those are called breath marks. That's where everybody pauses and takes a deep breath before you continue on. Those are very intentional and deliberate spots in the music so that you can catch your breath and continue. Same thing when you are going through the forgiveness journey, there are times where you have to intentionally step away and take a breath. And when you're emotionally ready, you'll come back to this. It may be a week, It may be a moment. It may be a year. It doesn't matter how long your breath mark is. Just recognize that you are still in the process, even if you intentionally step away from it for a moment. So it's number six, accepting that this is an active process. Now there will be times, just like I mentioned in my journey, where everything resurfaced and it felt like it had just happened. Forgiveness most often is not a one and done type scenario. There will be times where something will trigger everything. It doesn't mean you're moving backwards. It just means that you are human. You didn't do anything wrong. It's just your body revisiting an old wound 
And there's just a moment where you have to take and go through the journey again. That's okay. So the last micro step is accepting imperfect forgiveness and realizing that it might be very messy. I think about this step um, for myself where I was comparing where I was at in my forgiveness journey to the savior on the cross when he forgave the soldiers, you know, for killing him and, and all the people that were there persecuting him and he forgave them while he was in the middle of dying. I am not there. <laughs> My guess is neither are you. <laughs> okay. So wherever you are at in your journey, accept that as like your imperfect process. It's okay to be messy. You do not have to compare yourself to the savior of the world. Compare yourself to you and the and taking the steps and going through all of these micro steps, it's not going to look picture perfect. It's not going to feel flowery and wonderful. And sometimes you will be stepping away from it. So the last thing that I want to say on this is just a small caveat. And this is just one of the beliefs that I have as I've explored this, that I believe sometimes forgiveness can be a spiritual gift. I think some people come into this life and forgiveness may just come easily to them or for whatever reason, they are meant to have it in a specific moment for a specific purpose. And I think about that, uh, like my dad, as he talks about when he found out about abuse that was happening in our family from his brother-in-law he had a very different experience than I had. It was much more an experience of he prayed about it and felt a very strong, like forgiveness, love for him. And there was a purpose to that. He then had to approach him so that they could start prosecuting him. It's a long story. Anyway, that was very purposeful that needed to happen in order for justice later on to be served. He had to approach his brother-in-law. That was not my, my experience. And so I want you to think about that just for yourself is that there is no reason that you should compare your forgiveness journey to other people. It is your journey. It is personal and perfect for you. It doesn't mean it's easy. It doesn't mean it feels good. And it's okay if other people seemingly like seem to have forgiven somebody faster than you. Okay. There is no fast or slow. It's just a journey for you. And so I I just want to really like drill that in (laughs) that it can be a spiritual forgiveness that some are needed. Some need to forgive in that moment. All right. So there you have it. There is some gospel (laughs) teachings from Lara. And I, I do hope that as you hear all of these micro steps that you'll add on to them or take away from them based on your experience so that you can make your forgiveness journey much more personalized to you and that you can bring greater depth and understanding to other people that you are surrounded by 
Um, I am that person in the middle of Sunday school that will raise their hand and, <laughs> and disagree at times <laughs> when it comes to this topic, <laughs> just because it's one that I feel we often miss all of these micro steps in. And that I truly believe is where we can see God's hand the very most. And he can walk this journey with us. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening. Please share, review, and subscribe to this podcast so that together we can live life on purpose.